The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why fractional CMO positions seem to be catching on. Joining us is Emma Westley, who is a fractional CMO and content strategy consultant at Emerge, which helps B2B tech and AI startups by bringing structure and organization to their marketing. Yesterday, Emma and I talked about the rise of the fractional CMO, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about why startups shouldn't hire full-time. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Emma Wesley, a fractional CMO and content strategy consultant at Emerge. Emma, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Nice to be back. Nice to see you again, Ben. Always a treat to have a listener of the MarTech Podcast and mostly one that's been as vocal in their support of the show. Again, thank you for being our advocate here on the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, we had a conversation about your work as a fractional CMO. And the idea is that you are the lead executive and not on a consultant basis, not on a part-time basis in the sense of having a fixed duration, but you're only working for a company for a couple of days a week so you can manage being the lead executive for multiple organizations. And it brings me to the question of how work is changing and specifically for startups. A lot of the times startups can't hire a full-time CMO and so they lean on fractional CMOs to help set their strategy Talk to me a little bit about how work has changed and why startups specifically shouldn't be hiring full-time. I've been working remotely for quite a few years, but just to give you an idea of how much work has changed, I made the move to France a couple of years ago from the UK, from London, and I have been able to take everything that I did there into a completely different country and bar some tax differences in France, I've been able to do exactly the same that's because I'd set myself up as a fractional CMO, as a consultant, very much in control of what I do and how I work and being sort of part-time or consultancy basis for multiple different companies. But just the fact that I can do A, the remote side, completely remotely, and B, lots of different clients, different types of engagements, consultancy, fractional, it's just, it's hugely different. I have my ideas on why that has happened and where it could go in the future, which possibly come on to, but it's baffling. And in terms of startups, I think startups are growing within this environment. And so they're 
naturally accommodating of the different ways that people want to work. Also, they're smaller, so it is a lot easier to manage the situation where you've got people all over the world. But they take advantage of tools a lot better as well. So things like asynchronous tools like Slack or project management boards, those sorts of things to manage the work. And they also have a degree of respect for their fellow teammates in terms of how people work. Some people might want to work through the night. Some people might want to work and break and work and break. That as a mindset is quite different to how work used to work and how a lot of big companies still operate. I certainly remember my time corporate side for the likes of Hewlett-Packard, Accenture, Symantec, big, big tech companies. And that mindset of understanding, well, actually, that person might not want to work the same way that I work and at the same times and things. It's a very different mindset. Personally, I just find that startups are a lot more accommodating of that at the moment. There's a couple of different things that you said that resonate with me. First, on the consultant side, the way that we work has changed. And being in a fractional or consulting role allows you to dictate your availability, how you want to work, what the lifestyle is. And I've not only made this transition myself, but advised other friends and family members on what it's like to be on the other side. And honestly, and and I'll use air quotes that no one can see here, to not have a real job and to basically turn yourself into the product as opposed to being an employee where you're selling your expertise as a service and doing that on your terms. And it's incredibly gratifying and rewarding And honestly, for me, it felt like I had more control and credibility within organizations when somebody was hiring me as an outsider in the organization, as opposed to when I was inside the organization, I always sort of felt taken for granted. So the way that we've worked has changed. To me, there is a cadence that happens with everybody who becomes independent is, oh my God, I'm freaking out. How am I going to do this? I don't have a real job. What are my parents going to say? Then they get over that and they say, okay, I got to go find some work. And it's incredibly gratifying and exciting to get those first couple projects. And the money's good, right? You get paid more per hour than you would have if you're full time. And at first, everybody seems to luck into a couple of projects. And then it's like, great, I'm going to be rich. This is going to work forever. And then they realize that they have to do their own business development. And that's where the work starts. You're not just working in marketing. You're also doing sales for your small business. Talk to me about your experience going independent and how has that evolved over time? So my first foray into independent actually started with trying to launch my own SaaS. (laughs) Not many people know that. I actually spent quite a lot of money developing a marketing platform, so a software tool got actually quite good traction to begin with, got paying customers. I was so excited by, you know, I was getting these paying customers into my platform. And then a little bit like it happens when you're freelance, your consultant basis, you go, oh, well, this amount of money is not enough to sustain me. And actually I need X number of years runway to keep this going. And the same sort of realization when you're freelance, when you're independent, that hit me as well. And I thought, actually, this isn't going to work. But that experience was really good because it helped me into, I was doing, I started to do consultancy at the same time as doing that. I got a couple of good clients. I also got a couple of really bad ones that 
I got thrown in where they didn't pay me or they wanted huge amounts of work for next to no money. So learned the hard way on the consulting side as well. But over time, what happened was these two things came together. So the consulting started to take a bigger priority and the SaaS started to morph into more of a methodology rather than a proper piece of software. So sort of serendipitously that happened and I realized actually this is where I can focus. I can offer a service is using that methodology in a consultancy basis. And then it sort of grew from there in terms of picking up different clients and then becoming that fractional CMO for them over time as well. So it was a little bit of a bumpy journey, I would say, but I think it is for anybody going through that. And I think a lot of other independents, freelancers, fractionals, whatever, would always say, give yourself a year to build that business at least and to feel like, is this right or is it viable? You do have to work out things like, right, well, you know, how am I going to take vacation because I'm not going to get paid for it? How am I going to account, as you say, for, you know, my business development time? How am I going to charge? Is it by hour or is it by day? How am I going to account for, you know, my thinking time? All of these sorts of things come to play and then all the tax side of it as well. So there is a lot to work out, but if you can get to a position where you feel like you're in control, but you're also happy with the balance, then there's nothing more satisfying. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. It is gratifying running your own business, and it's not just about getting the marketing results, but seeing the dollars in your bank accounts as well and being able to control your own situation. Now, on the flip side for startups, talk to me about why hiring somebody who is independent, a consultant, not a full-time employee, what's the benefit there? I would differentiate again between the consultant and the fractional. So the benefit of a startup hiring a consultant is usually a specialist area of expertise. And especially for a startup, possibly pivoting between different directions, different strategies, you might be trying out different channels or different areas of marketing. So 
dipping into different consultants to have those specific skill sets and to do specific activities is really useful. Because if six months later, you're having to pivot to something else, you can then get a different consultant in to help with that. That said, having a fractional, especially at that slightly senior level, is also really helpful because they will obviously be that sort of consistent point in overseeing the marketing, bringing in the consultants potentially, and knowing the history of where that company, where the startup has been, where it's potentially going next, any of the pitfalls that they've seen before, and sort of being that more consistent point to navigate and also knowing the people as well. You know, as a fractional, you get to know your team, the rest of the C-suite a lot better. So you can be that glue to keep things running. I think my big observation here when I'm thinking about how startups have changed, you mentioned that they're more iterative, more nimble, more based on tools, tend to be more allowing of different types of resources, as opposed to large companies who want everybody to be there full-time, butts in seats, doing the same job, working together. There's also constantly changing needs in startups. Tell me why they're better suited towards having a consultant or a fractional CMO to help them navigate through times that are quickly changing. So again, it's to do with the different skill sets that you'll potentially need. As a startup, you're potentially changing from one year to the next in terms of what your focus needs to be, who your target audience is. You're possibly even changing your actual products or service proposition. So being able to tap into different skill sets at different times to support that is really, really crucial. One of the other things that startups also go through is testing of growth channels. So when they get to a certain stage, they've got their initial traction, they've proven the viability of the, what they're offering. They then need to test potential growth channels to scale. So again, that's when you need to bring in potentially different skill sets. Say it's an SEO specialist or a paid ad specialist. You don't necessarily need these things on a full-time basis, but equally, whoever it is that's sort of your consistent resource from a marketing perspective may not be skilled in that area. So bringing in a consultant is a better strategy. The other thing, and this might make me slightly unpopular in the marketing world, but I have this real thing about focus in marketing, especially for startups. Startups are better at this. So startups are better at focusing on specific things. You go into a bigger company and they'll have hundreds of campaigns running, lots of brand activities happening, potentially a huge portfolio of products and or services to market as well. They've got everything going. They've got all the different channels running and all these different things that they've got to be juggling all at the same time. Where startups are really good is focusing. They'll focus on a set number of activities. And maybe that is just because they're smaller, they're earlier stage, they can afford to do that. Although I'd argue that in some of the bigger companies, they should be a little bit more focused in what they do too. So having, again, that focus on, right, these are the activities that we're doing. We do not need full-time resource across all of these activities. What we need is a consistent point that, as I said, you know, that fractional that can direct it, knows the strategy, can orchestrate everything. But the rest of the resource can be pulled in as and when needed, depending on that focus. The final thing I'll also mention is automation. Obviously, we're in a world where AI is growing trend. We've been through a big, big trend of MarTech and marketing automation over the past few years. We all know what these leading headlines were for marketing automation, for MarTech. It was free up your team, free up your team to do more creative things or more strategic things. 
And that hasn't happened. What's happened is we've all become busier trying to find other things to do. And again, this might make me unpopular in the marketing world, but what we need to do as marketers is start to let that automation and AI do the stuff for us rather than trying to find other things to fill our time. And I think it'll be interesting to see where marketing goes in the coming years as to, are we going to do this? Are we going to let these tools take the slack and we can then become more flexible in how we work and where we work and what we do? Or are we going to keep looking for more and more things to just fill our time if we're full-time, if we're permanent? My thoughts on startups, specifically, you know, early stage, the venture back type companies is it's useful to have different resources that you can plug and play. And honestly, we do this here working on the MarTech podcast and I hear everything. Sometimes we need performance marketing. Sometimes we need content marketing. Sometimes we need marketing automation. We're always trying new things to try to figure out what works. And then once it sticks, we build in processes, automation, we hire people to scale. So as you're thinking about growing your startup, often I think executives at startups think I have to go hire a leadership team to run the program. And in reality, you don't know what program it is. Sometimes what you need is maybe a fractional resource that's not dedicated full time to your company, but can help you set your strategy and figure out how to cultivate the channels that matter. And then you start applying resources on a part time basis to see if you can scale. And eventually you work your way into this full-time role or potentially even a full-time CMO. But there's ways available now and there's lots of smart people that are out there that are dedicated that will help you grow your business without asking you for the full-time heavy commitment of a W-2 employee. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Emma Wesley, fractional CMO and content strategy consultant at Emerge. If you'd like to get in touch with Emma, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her company's website, which is emerge.io. That's I-M-M-E-R-J dot I-O. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.